This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. And today I'm here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And hey, David, you just got back from a trip to Columbia. What brought you to Columbia? And tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, well, Mark, I I think our listening audience knows our partners. There is a lot of activity of just God change in Latin America. As we had Dave, you and I interviewed... um, you know, our vice president, Dave, uh, just uh, a right. few weeks ago, and he in December, beginning of December, he got down there with Russell and visited the work and had some fantastic stories. And ultimately, right. I just got back this last week from the same region and got to be a mm-hmm. personal witness to the impact of the a tribe down there that we helped. I mean, just the divine story, how the there was a, a brother who's come real close and part of the work now. Um, he, mm-hmm. had, Tim, actually, I think we've interviewed him in the past and told that story right. of, of how he translated for 27 years. So those who haven't heard mm-hmm. it, I'd encourage them to go back to that interview and the Lord right. supernaturally connected us. And then through, and then there was an outpouring of support in, in North America, Canada and United States, where within six months, Mark, we were able to print 20,000 of their language, you know, of the New Testament and parts of the Old Testament, wow. and get that distributed uh, in mostly Venezuela. This tribe has 100,000 tribal members in mostly in mm-hmm. Venezuela. And um, and then we were able, and there was such a great need, they, their hearts were to get it into every family group. So we actually printed mm-hmm. 15,000 more and have distributed in their tribal language 35,000 altogether. That's fabulous. And that's just been a huge impact. And, and I've been hearing about all the revival and the passion for the Lord. So I, I wanted to go down there and and witness that, you know, myself. And so yeah. Russell had an idea, hey, let's have a conference with the, you know, the leaders, uh, the pastors, leaders. And uh, we couldn't meet because of security reasons. We couldn't meet in, in Venezuela. Um, if we as Americans were to go in there, we might have an, a long stay, not a short stay. We didn't, we didn't want to do that. Okay. And, and this border region also, top, it's just uh, nefarious for smuggled and, and trade of, you know, illegal trade of all sorts and militias. And, of course, two militaries down the Venezuela and, and the Colombian right there. And it's just a, it's a wild land, a jungle area. And so God's given, you know, Russell such wisdom and favor that he's a known entity now in that area. And and be, and also, you know, the even the mm. the organized crime groups down there don't want to mess with the tribes because, you know, you mess with one tribe, maybe you mess with all. So there's a, a mutual right. respect and standoff kind of thing. So that gives some security. But the reality of it, Mark, is I couldn't be down there. It would be extremely dangerous if I wasn't with Russell. And and even at that, we didn't stay in any one place too long right. just to draw attention. Uh, so, you know, I just want people to understand that's yeah. the context of what we're going into. But God gave wisdom of how to make this happen. And so there's there's only a few uh, tribal groups that that are on the um, Colombian side. The, all the rest are in, in Venezuela. And, and so they... Um, this one village decided they wanted to be the host. I mean, this is a village of 500 people. And so, yeah, it's not a huge village, wow. but time about a big heart. And these these tribal people are really known to be um, industrious and in, in, ingenious, and they're hard workers, and they're good business people. So even though they're you know very remote and rustic in many ways, they're, they're, they're business people, and they're doing fairly well. Tim, the, the translator of the scriptures, 
has become like a, a superstar because this is the guy, Mark, that literally saved their language mm-hmm. and their culture. They didn't have their language written down. It was all just oral language. Wow. And their, all their children, all of them were in the trade language course down there, Spanish. So the kids were more and more speaking Spanish and yeah, right. didn't have any materials, of course, because they didn't have a script in, in their own tribal language. So here it is now the first time in their primer now is the word of God. <laughs> you know? Wow. And, and so now every family has a written script. And, and now we've even helped with um, a primer uh, for schools to begin to teach their script and their language. What I was to- totally floored by was the the beauty of the gospel and this is again leadership podcast yeah of that the gospel the word of god brings life because this language was dying and now the lord through the word of god and through his people and his leaders are bringing a new life and gonna make this language and culture last because now they have the tools to reproduce their culture all of us realize we're seeing history in the making and so when Tim got there, he was it was like paparazzi. It was hilarious. We had 1,200 mm. leaders from over 500 congregations spread through an area that some of the pastors had to canoe for a week. Oh my goodness! To get there, Mark, yeah. unbelievable. And most of my talk to it was two to three days straight travel through the jungle wow. with motorcycles, buses, whatever. So I mean, these are very remote. It was a real you know sacrifice for them to come all the way through these jungle areas and then across the river and into you know another country. Wow. Um, and and so that was safe. They had a whole security ban all around this this village that they were excited about. They hosted. They were so inspired that they built a home for Tim, a rudimentary home. It was great. It's a half fence around it. It was uh, palm leaves roof, and then they they sleep in hammocks. And so they had this beautiful hammock from the poles for Tim to sleep in. And, a, and they made a bathroom and a shower for him, you know, with the tank on top. It was beautiful and really clean. And wow. I mean, wow, Tim amazing. was in hog heaven in that way. Yeah. And it was huh. hilarious when we got there the first day. We have all these tribal Indian children. I mean, literally about 20 of them all around the edge because it's a half bench, you know. Yeah. yeah. It was, so it's open it's for the wind because it's really hot down there. And they're all just looking at Tim. It's like 6.30 in the morning. And they're just all looking at Tim in his hammock. Still, he's, he's trying to sleep. <laughs> and there's these children and adults, about 30 people around, just watching him sleep. And Tim had a horrific time you know, traveling in there and was just dead exhausted. Um, but he just smiled. He says, yeah, that's the life of living with the, the trial people is that every morning they get a crack of dawn because it's finally cool. It's a nice time of the day. And yeah, right. They'll just right. come and watch. And they're just sweet children. And, and they were quiet and just watching. It was it was the funniest thing and, wow. and just cues ever. And uh, I, I took all kinds of pictures where literally there's hundreds of people around Tim with their with their smartphones uh, in a line to talk to him. And that's what just between Tim um, and the rest of the trial people wanted to, to do because he's a hero. And he's a hero for good reason because – He's like the George Washington, bringing hope and for the word of God, but even for their culture and the language for the future. So when we get back from the break, let's I'm going to tell a few more stories of just some of the impact mm-hmm. that, that I saw during our week. Okay, well, when we get back, we'll hear more about what's happening in Colombia and with this um, amazing work as the word of God goes out to so many people uh, as the primer for their language. This is exciting. We'll be right back. Lost Story Cinema presents a new feature film, the story of Frank Higgins, the lumberjack sky pilot. 
More than any class that's lived in our land, these lumberjacks can truthfully say, no man cared for my soul. The church has forgotten the prodigal while caring for the souls of the saved. 30,000 men? Men to whom God is dead. And Sunday is the harvest day of iniquity. And the saloons and brothels. But you were there, willing. Willing, yes, but, but not ordained, you see. The Duluth Presbytery is not going to ordain an uncouth lad who hasn't even finished the sixth grade. Ever since I was a young lad in Canada, I've wanted to pilot men to the skies. Aren't you the lumberjack sky pilot? I am. My brother heard you preaching. He said you're a fellow who never leave a lumberjack down. I'm too low and vile for even God to do anything with it. But God brought me all this way to find you. Based on the true story of an ordinary man, who would become a giant. The Parish of the Pines, coming soon. For more information about this film and to learn about a movie premiere near you, go to theparishofthepinesmovie.com, theparishofthepinesmovie.com. At Risk Radio. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And we were just talking about a recent trip he made to Colombia. There's a tribal people there who we were able to, you know, through our extended network, uh, were able to get the Bible written in their language. Uh, David, if, I, if I'm understanding right, this might be the first and only book written in their language. Is, is that a true statement? Well, close. There was some translation of, this, of the scriptures in the past, but it was rough. And it wasn't a clean um, translation, and that's why mm. Tim felt the need to go through and really make it clean to reflecting the heart of the gospel of then the Greek and the Hebrew and, and a full translation of the whole uh, New Testament. Uh, and there wasn't a broad distribution of the some of the original translations mm. because the gospels first brought to this tribe starting about 50 years ago. But it wasn't just until really the last two years of the distribution that there's been this revival happening now, uh, Mark, that people are really mm. embracing the heart of God and, and understanding his word in their own heart language and this whole new fresh wind and fire that's happening there. And so that's what I get to be a witness of. And, and wow. so, yeah, so just let me end with the first session, though, yeah. is, you know, some of the criticisms of missions in the past from anthropologists have been they changed their culture and ruined it and everything else. But, and you know, humans make mistakes, and there's been some zealousness and some mistakes. There's no doubt. Yeah. Everybody, there's mistakes everywhere. But as a whole, as I've studied, as I think to true intellectual integrity, if you look at history, the gospel has actually redeemed and saved cultures because it's kept it's created a script, it's created a uh, written language, it's now created history, it's created art, and all those things. And um, and so I just I'm so encouraged to really see the purity of what God's intention is in leadership when he works in our hearts and lives, that he creates history, he creates that culture. And that's what's happening uh, with these tribal people. So they're, out of 100,000, they, they're estimating about 40,000 now right. are, are, are confessing Christ and knowing, walking with him. And, of course, they've received these Bibles just in the last two years. Wow. And so there's 1,200 going back to the conference. And, Mark, I, the, the, I saw a degree of revival that I've only seen 
like in India, as we talked about India to the depth. I mean, the passion, really? the, the joy. Um, they got there. They were starting their meetings at 7 a.m. I mean, I got around a lot of people in America. We don't start that early. Yeah. <laughs> early and the they morning. were there with their Bibles, their notepads. They were excited. I mean, they were all there. There weren't stragglers or anything. They were like, let's get going. Wow. They, one time they had a break in the, 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 the MC announced 15 minutes. Mark, they're back in five minutes. They they were like, no, we want to we want to be taught. We want we we want to continue with this. We want the music and and um and and then we all yeah <laughs> we, all, so we all taught for an hour and an hour and a half. And even though it got hot in the afternoons, they met from morning to night and only breaking for meals. Wow! And this was five days long. We were there for three of the days because we didn't want to stay there too long for security reasons. But anyway, um, sure. I was just energized by, wow, God is moving in powerful ways. And with tears, I heard their testimonies. How, you know, in the past, they came from drunkenness and brokenness and broken relationships and confusion to now, um, to lives of order, of, of peace, of wholeness, of vision. And, um, and one of the things that God put in all our hearts, like even when I shared, was really now a missions heart. God really yeah. put upon my heart that it's easy to worship the Bible. And I said, you know, that you, you, know, you think about it, Mark, if this, if the last two years we received our first English Bible in history, you know, that'd be a big deal. Yeah. Um, oh my yeah, and we, It'd be a huge yeah, deal. And we would be tempted to worship the Bible. But I talked about, I held up the Bible, said this, uh, following Richard Wormbrandt, where he, Richard Wormbrandt made this point originally. He said, this is not the truth. It's the truth about the truth. And and if we start worshiping the Bible, yeah. it's a it's a kind of idolatry. I mean, how many cults out there actually yeah. claim biblical authority? But it, but it's not, you know. And well, and, and the Bible's yeah. simply a conduit. The the letter. It's like fall, it'd be the equivalent of us of falling in love with, le, with in love with the letters from our spouse instead of our spouse ourselves. And and so God warns us yeah, about right. that. I I preached when I was down there from First Peter two, which said about there's one mediator between God and man the man Jesus Christ, and that God desires that no one perish, and that God had given them his word. And now um, we brought in all these more tools to now be a light to Venezuela and to all their Spanish-speaking neighbors. And so this is what was beautiful. During the week, Mark, we were able to distribute 35,000 uh, Spanish Bibles. So now they receive their their heart, Barbara. Wow. Now we give them 35 Spanish Bibles because most of them are from the most difficult state in Venezuela that's full of also cartels and organized crime. That if we tried to bring a truck in there, we would be shaken down with all kinds of money, let alone the people distributed could face possible threats and difficulties. And and so what happened is God now multiplied with 500 congregations, 1,200 people. We loaded up between three and six boxes of Bibles, we gave them thirty-five thousand Bibles and, and ten thousand Christian books, and they and and going on tra- on canoe, on trails and motorbikes, they just dispense that out through this very difficult state. And at this very moment, it's that the Word of God is de- distributed in a very dark area of mm-hmm. Venezuela, right on the border with um, Colombia and and Brazil. There, that, that extends the Amazon. So uh, we're we're just tickled pink of God's wisdom. Of being able to get the, the word of God uh, out in such a yeah. brilliant way. I mean, you know, to be frank, Mark, we couldn't figure this out. We couldn't play, but because their tribe too, yeah. many of those groups, as I as I mentioned, don't want to mess with them. So, and again, instead of a semi load of right. uh, Bibles, it's little it's little boxes and going dispersed ways. So, I mean, that's that's an illustration, right, right. Mark, of the body of Christ, the diversity that all of us have a part, and right. together we accomplish 
his you know his bringing his gospel and creating leadership and disciples in this world. That's right. That's right. Well, David, you said you took a bunch of pictures, you know, and I I hope we get to see some of those pictures. Are we going to have some of that in upcoming uh, newsletters? Yeah. Yeah. So people could be looking. We're going to actually, there's so many more stories too, Mark, I haven't shared, but I'm going to share some of these uh, yeah, thoughts. But yeah, yeah. we're going to have this in an email. We're also going to do uh, a special update for our Latin America update. I'm writing up some of these stories and what God's done. And we invite people to see the, yeah, get those pictures if they want to sign up for our newsletter because we love sharing the lights and the lives and, and faces of our brothers and sisters down there to pray, to be involved. We're continuing to pray for, you know, they, the revival. Okay. Another thing, you know, I think we brought up in the last podcast, it was 9 million. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just over two years ago, they identified Christianity. And now we have over 15 million. Wow. So now they're at uh, 3 million. They're asking us for 6 million. Bottom line, Mark, we're just going to continue to supply Bibles as God moves in provision. And we're asking people, pray, pray about helping us distribute the word of God down there and, and continue to get more Bibles in Venezuela because there is a great opportunity like uh, never in history. So another story I want to share is this uh, missionary that's in Venezuela. And uh, he, he, he shared afterwards on WhatsApp a testimony that he said how in 20 years in working with in Venezuela and with this particular tribal group, he uh, he's never been to a conference like the one we had of seeing the zeal and the teaching that came forth from the pulpit to all those people, the energy and the and the zeal for Jesus and His Word, and, and He said it made me. He said contemplate now what more I could do for for God, and now what other tribes that God is calling me to. Oh. Uh, that's just one fruit of one of twelve hundred people there. So, you know, Mark, we're encouraged, energized, and 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 now we've been able to give them radio. We trained them in radio production. We gave them a radio station with all mm-hmm. the equipment, which I know you're going to love. <laughs> That's down your yeah, yeah. your side there there and we're we're helping and we're helping them how to now produce music. They're producing music for the first time in, in their great. own language. So again, that's their culture being, uh, you know, good, uh, as a legacy being brought to the next generation. Um, interviews, information. So it's all education. So the so their language is impacting their 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 whole uh, hundred thousand of their their whole tribal group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the. That's we want to encourage our listeners with that when they give to SOM, when they when they give to the work that's happening there, that it really is going out in very tangible ways uh, in impacting people with the gospel, and uh, and it isn't just a minor impact. I mean, people are gathering, you know, twelve hundred people uh, gathering to you know listen to the Bible being taught, uh, thousands of Bibles getting into the hands of people who are desperate to have them, and it's expanding and it's growing, and um, the your first step in getting connected with the work that's happening at SOM International is to sign up for the newsletter. You can sign up for that at atriskradio.com or at SOM, sorry, at spiritofmartyrdom.com either way. Hey, finally, all of this is made possible because people are generous with their donations. And so we would encourage you to either sign up to become a monthly donor and you know that your investment in the kingdom is going out to impact people for eternity or by just buying books at the bookstore. It's all in exchange for a donation. As you donate to the bookstore, you get a book in exchange and you can find that exchange of donations there at sombookstore.com. Well, David, I'm so glad to have heard this report report about what's happening with Russell and those who are serving down there in Venezuela and Colombia. 
uh, we'll have more on the next episode. So, so until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.